Hey, and welcome to episode 192 of the Untethered Podcast. It's your host, Hallie. You got me for a short episode again today, and we are going to dive into the saying, common but not normal. You hear me say it all the time, probably for the last couple of years you've been listening since I launched this thing in, I don't know, July 2019, <laughs> but here we are saying it again. So we're going to focus on some of the top areas of statements that may be common in children, but yet they're not normal. <laughs> Let's get started. Quick disclaimer, all information, content, and material of this podcast are the opinions of the speakers and is for the informational purpose only and not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified healthcare provider. Welcome to the Untethered Podcast. I am your host, Hallie Balkin. I'm a certified orofacial myologist, feeding specialist, and mentor. This podcast is all about getting your questions answered and collaborating with colleagues to bring you the most up-to-date information in the orofacial myofunctional therapy, tethered oral tissue, and airway space. I challenge you to keep an open mind and join my mission to get this information out to the masses. Let's get started. Real quick, if you're listening to this before December 7th, 2022, go to Airway First Myo dot com and join us. I'm giving a live training. It will be recorded for the Mayo membership members, but live training on December 7th, 2022 at 7 p.m. at airwayfirstmyo.com. You're going to discover how to individualize treatment plans for your Mayo patients, why airway health is critical, and why timing and order of intervention is necessary to understand so you can treat the patients to the best of your ability. Join us at airwayfirstmyo.com. Welcome back to another short episode in our little, we'll call it the holiday series that we're doing. I don't know if you guys, if this happens, if you own a private practice um, or if you work at one, but we tend to see an uptick in concerned parents and calls during the holidays, especially surrounding Thanksgiving and, you know, Hanukkah, Christmas, when, when a lot of family members are getting together and parents are noticing sometimes that children, you know, young children, um, infants, toddlers, like they may have some delays. Like there's, you know, parents sometimes get concerned and wonder after they've seen other children in the family, if their child's skills are on par with where they should be. Right. And so we typically will see a bit of an uptick, um, in calls following Thanksgiving, following the new year. And so anyways, this, this might be really helpful, um, to give you that little nudge to yes, make the phone call or, you know what? No, I don't see these things in my kid. I think things might be okay. Um, but I always say, follow your gut. If you're concerned, it can never hurt to have an eval done, um, to at least give you peace of mind and, or determine, oh, wait, you know what? There is something more going on here. So anywho, that's not the point of today's episode. <laughs> The point of today's episode is common, not normal. And this is something that you've probably heard me say a bunch of times. Um, it's something that I feel is used in place of actually doing research, collaborating with colleagues, making referrals. Uh, what do I mean by that? You'll go to a pediatrician or you'll go to a doctor or somebody, some type of specialist, and you'll say, well, hey, like, I'm concerned about my child's drooling, you know, and they'll say, oh, you know, like drooling is so common. And you'll be like, well, my kids too. 
and they'll be like, yeah, it's fine. Just, you know, by the time they're three, like it's so common, like by the time they're three, they should stop or, oh yeah, my kid still sucks their thumb or uses their pacifier. And, you know, provider will say it's fine. Like, you know, by the time they're four, they'll probably be done with that. Like, don't stress. If not, we'll, you know, we'll take away the pacifier then. Um, or you'll hear things like, oh yeah, colic and babies. Like that's so common, so common. What I want to tell you is, and I'm going to give you a whole list of things <laughs> in about 30 seconds, but what I want to tell you is just because something is common does not mean it's normal. And what I mean by that is it's not something that should necessarily be ignored. So if you have a concern and somebody is writing you off that we're writing that concern off, they're downplaying it. Maybe you feel like you're being gaslit, whatever the case may be. Use this as a, and it, this is not an all-inclusive list, but these are a lot of, um, these are just going to be off the top of my head, really, but a lot of things that we hear frequently that I want to share with you so you have a really good understanding on what is common these days, but not necessarily normal. So, um, and I do feel very passionately about this, like in my myometic course, I have like three main parts. The first part is called like correct versus common because I want to really drill into the brains that go through the course, the providers, that just because something commonly happens doesn't mean that it's functional or healthy. You know, I, I don't love calling things like typical, atypical, correct, not correct, um, normal, not normal per se. I don't love putting those kind of labels on it. But if that's what gets the attention so that we can focus on what's healthy, what's going to help a human thrive, especially if they're still in early growth phases, like our infants and toddlers and young elementary school students, then you will hear me say these things because I know it captures the attention of people who need to hear this. Um, so what are these things that are common, not normal? I mentioned colic. I mentioned drooling, right? You know, if a baby's cutting a tooth and they're drooling a bit, fine. I'll give you that. If a baby has to wear a bib, a toddler has to wear a bib, that you might see it happen. It's not, it's not normal. It's not, you should not have to wear a bib to catch drool. That tells us that there is mouth breathing going on during the day and that the child does not have control over swallowing back their saliva and, or their mouth is open. So the saliva is escaping the mouth and dripping down the face, maybe onto that bib. Um, we need to be looking at why this is happening, right? Teeth clenching and or grinding. Common, not normal. And this is across the lifespan. We see this in infants, toddlers, young children, older children, teens, adults, never normal. Clenching and grinding is typically a stress response. Um, we do see in patients who have airway obstruction, like maybe you have enlarged tonsils or adenoids, or you have a small um, airway, or maybe even you have a large airway, but it like is very, you know, it collapses really easily, especially when you lay down. If we're seeing clenching and grinding and the teeth are, there's wear on the teeth and the dentist is pointing that out, that is, we need to be looking at airway. That is concerning. Um, mouth breathing, right? Kind of goes hand in hand with the drooling piece a little bit, because if our mouth is open and we're mouth breathing and the drool can escape, that makes sense. But also it's important to mention things like audible breathing, whether you're awake or asleep, like we should not hear someone breathing. Let that sink in. We should not hear breathing. 
we've had parents and I've shared this on other episodes where they're really concerned after they, their child either has a tongue tie release or they have tonsils or adenoids removed or all the above, or maybe they've had some intervention. The child's now nasal breathing, not mouth breathing anymore, right? We've had some combination of interventions and they're, they kind of get freaked out because they're like used to hearing like a, or a, right? Which takes me into snoring. We'll get there in a minute. Also not normal. We should never hear, breathing shouldn't be audible. We should not hear breathing, whether a child is awake or asleep. And it can be quite scary if you're used to it. And all of a sudden there's silence when they're sleeping or sitting next to you and you're like, are they awake? Are they alive? What's going on here? Um, and that is actually a fear, like not a fear, but like a, maybe it's a fear response that we've had many parents share with us that like, I, I kept, I just ended up sitting next to the crib all night, or I kept going and checking on them all night, or I kept checking the monitor because I could not hear them. And it scared me because I'm not used to that. And Hey, that's your child probably getting one of their first complete restorative nights of sleep ever. So something to really pay attention to. That's a big one. Mouth breathing, audible breathing, whether you're awake or asleep. Um, but snoring, I mentioned snoring. I have a whole episode on that. It was like way early on in the podcast, episode 33. Um, I actually talked about like sleep apnea too, sleep apnea in children and how snoring is never normal. So go back and listen to that because that plays into what we were just talking about. Unfortunately, we live in an era where mouth breathing, snoring, it's, it's like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like if, if we're playing with a child and we're pretending like we're asleep, the first thing most people do is pretend to snore, right? We see it on TV shows. We see open mouths on t-shirts. Like it's a cool trend, sexy actresses and actors and models are all like posing with their lips apart, right? So it's what is ingrained into our brain from the day that we're born where we should really be, you know, prioritizing closed mouth, closed lips, nasal breathing, right? That, that should be made sexy. That should be the sexy thing that everybody's paying attention to, not these like open mouths, like teeth partially hanging out. And, you know, anyways, I digress. Um, constipation. You see that in many young children, not normal. Why? Well, constipation, it could be again, due to a number of medical issues, but in a lot of the kids that we see, if they cannot properly chew their food, if they favor one side of their mouth and chew mostly over there and they fatigue quickly, right? If they're swallowing food that's not properly prepped or pieces that are still whole or not chewing it at all, we're going to have trouble digesting a, the food that's not been properly prepped and broken down for our body. So that in turn leads to constipation as does sometimes diets that are, you know, lacking foods that we need to remain regular, um, which a lot of our little kiddos who may have feeding issues, you know, that, that could be a real challenge. So constipation is a sure sign that something is awry, right? We need to be looking into what's going on. Um, and I would definitely be ruling out any issues at the level of chewing and prepping that food for swallowing and then the initiating of the swallow, what that looks like. Um, what else? Bedwetting. Just did a whole episode on bedwetting. You can go back to the prior episode. It's short and sweet. Listen to it. Bedwetting past like age four, arguably five, like preschool years. It's not 
typical, not normal, especially if daytime is under control. Um, so go listen to that episode. I won't jump into all that because chances are you already listened to it or you're going to go listen to it next. Um, <laughs> malocclusion, hi, disclaimer, not a dentist, not an ENT, not an allergist, not, you know, I don't move teeth for a living. I don't remove tissue. I don't, you know, I'm not claiming to, I'm just sharing with you what we see frequently in patients, what I talk about frequently with colleagues, um, especially on the podcast, maybe you've heard all of this before, but expansion, needing expansion, common, not normal, malocclusion, right? Cross bite, open bite, class one, class two, class three, well, class one, ignore that, but you know, different types of malocclusion, not normal, right? Crooked teeth, not normal. That's malocclusion, right? There's not enough room for the teeth. Um, delayed eruption of teeth because there aren't, there isn't space, not having enough space for your tongue. None of these things, like these things may be more and more common, especially because we've talked about how like, you know, epigenetically we're seeing changes in the skull. We're seeing jaws are shrinking. We're seeing things happen as a result of the times that we live in, right? It's both due to well, we won't go into it. That's a whole, I could talk about that for an hour. So we'll go into that in another episode, but bottom line is it's happening, right? And it's common, but needing expansion, needing braces is not normal. Why are there people who don't need any of that? Well, because they have airways that are a healthy size. They have enough room for their tongue and their palate. Their tongue is not tethered to the floor of their mouth. They're chewing properly. They're swallowing properly. They are maybe, we could go so far to say is maybe they're eating the right foods, right? Um, to maintain their healthy status. Uh, they're not drooling. They're not, you know, babies typically experience colic. I'm not going to say it's about a, an older child or adult necessarily, but you know, they're not grinding their teeth. They're not clenching their teeth. They're not, they're pretty regular with their bowel movements. They're not constipated. They're nasal breathing. Like I mentioned, so we're not seeing that mouth breathing or any, we're not hearing them at night when they sleep, their mouth is closed. They're breathing, breathing through their nose. They're not wetting the bed or getting up frequently to go to the bathroom, right? All of these things, when you start to think about them should really give you pause. If this is you or your child or a patient on your caseload, even picky eating. Okay. Picky eating is not necessarily a typical thing that we expect for all. Not all kids go through that. We give, we should, we, we say, okay, it can be something kids go through, but it could be related to different stages of development. And arguably maybe these kids are figuring out like what autonomy is like, Hey, I get to make my own decisions. Oh, you know what? I really don't like that. Tastes change experiences happen. Right. So picky eating fine. But beyond a few months, if it goes on for more than like two months, that's no longer picky eating. That is selective eating. And that needs to be addressed, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Might be common, may be coming more common these days. Not normal. Tongue ties, common, not normal. I have plenty of episodes on tongue ties. So be sure to go and check that out. Um, this one's going to ruffle a little bit of feathers and I'm going to, I'm going to end on this one today. Maybe this one even deserves its own whole episode. I thought I've done an episode on this before. And maybe, maybe that'll be our next episode. I'll do it next. It's, we're just going to say it. speech, speech, sound disorders and delays, 
being in speech forever, lisps might be common, but it's not normal. Okay. And look again, I'm not saying any of these things to alienate or make somebody feel poorly. I'm saying them for you to put your ego aside. And I'm talking to you practitioners and go, Hmm, you know what? Yeah. Like, why is it that some kids have this and some kids don't? Obviously there's other root causes of some of these things that we've talked about, including speech sound disorders. Okay. And I'm not discounting that, right? I'm not saying that these other diagnoses are not real, but if we haven't ruled out a feeding issue, an orofacial myofunctional disorder, tethered oral tissues, airway issues, right? If we haven't ruled these things out. How can you possibly make a differential diagnosis and know that these things are not at play? You can't, you just, you can't. Okay. Um, and because I told you I was going to keep these short and sweet, I'm going to make next week's episode all about speech. We'll do speech. And then I'll talk about another topic that I mentioned. I would talk about one of the prior episodes in this series. All right. So let's continue the speech conversation because I want to talk about lists and production of different speech sounds, you know, how, the impact of tongue ties. And ultimately beyond that, you know, beyond the fact that lists are not normal and I want to jump into some specific sounds and how maybe putting a bandaid on some of these things and teaching compensations is unethical. And unless that's what the patient asks you for, right? Keeping a child on therapy for a long time, not okay. So we're going to wrap this up here, but I wanted to give you this list of things that are common, but not normal so that you can arm yourself, whether you're a provider who's getting into this space, a provider who wants to share this with a patient, a patient who wants to ask more questions. And now you have, you know, this has helped you formulate some questions and or a parent of a child who's looking for help surrounding any of these issues. You are not crazy. These things are common. They are not normal. And I am not going to apologize for other people who have dismissed you, but I am going to encourage them to hopefully get some education in the airway health space, um, because that's really what all of this ties back into. So I hope this was helpful. If you are a provider and you're listening to this before December 7th, as you heard, we are doing a, or I am giving a training, um, go to, what is the site that I have that I'm having you go to go to airwayfirstmyo.com and join us. I'm going to be talking about some of these things and individualized treatment planning order of, um, treatment based on the individual's needs. I'm going to use my own case as the example of what happened over a course of seven years and how I actually wish I did things in a different order because I think it would have turned out a lot differently. I'm technically not done. There's a little bit more for me to do, but I'll be talking about that um, in the December 7th training. So if you're a provider in the space, I welcome you to join us there. Uh, and if not, I will be back right here next week with another short episode talking all about tongue ties and speech sounds. Chat with you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want to hear more of these Mayo Tots airway and feeding related episodes, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or pledge a small amount on patreon.com forward slash the untethered podcast. If you found value, others you know in this space will too. So be sure to share this episode on your social media platforms and 
join us over on Facebook, on my Facebook page at Hallie Balkan Biz, on Instagram at, at Hallie Balkan, and you can head over to theuntetheredpodcast.com to grab a copy of the show notes, um, where you can also subscribe to be kept up to date on the latest podcast episodes. 